Unlimited Influence Podcast, Episode 42. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Darcy Smythe. Darcy is the lead trainer and creator of the Tonal Persuasion Method for Sales, a methodology designed to ensure business owners are closing sales without the dreaded hard sell that turns so many buyers away in the modern business landscape and are instead selling with confidence, certainty and ever-increasing results. So welcome to the show, Darcy. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me here. Such a pleasure. So, that's a very brief intro and I'm sure there's so much more to you than that. I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little and give the listeners a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the, one of the major things, Sam, is that I, uh, from the youngest of ages, I was always obsessed with human behavior. I wanted to know everything that I could find about human behavior. I wanted to know everything about how the brain worked. I wanted to know how people made decisions. I just wanted to know everything that I could about it. And so from the youngest of ages, I think it was, I must have been, I can't have been any older than eight or nine. I think I picked up my first book or watched my first DVD on psychology. And it was basically, it was showing how the two neurons, two brain cells in the brain were talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And that was what spurred my obsession. I wanted to know everything about that. Very weird, I know, but it's, uh, it's basically the, uh, the most fascinating thing to, to me as a nine year old. And from there, I couldn't stop learning about it. And so. This is, uh, this is where I decided from that point on, I wanted to study psychology. Originally, I wanted to be a sports psychologist or a psychologist in the field. Mm-hmm. And so, I went on to study at university. I studied psychology and psychophysiology at Swinburne University in Hawthorne. Shout out to all the Swinburne students, the Swinburne alumni out there. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not many of us. So, uh, so um, then I went on to basically study coaching as well and the human behavior of the coaching side of things as well and was just getting a real feel or a real uh, overall overarching look at psychology from a number of different aspects. And so, from there, I decided that as you know, Sam, I mean, you're in business. There is, there's no point knowing about all this stuff. There's no point being fascinated because that doesn't just help anyone. It's mm-hmm. not placed into a context where it's solving a problem for anyone. It's not placed into a context where it's adding an advantage for anyone. So there's no real point in it until you can find out, well, how can I use this to actually help people? And for me, I'd always, I'd always been interested in, I, I do, uh, find interest in in markets, in money, the way it moves, investments, and and the way businesses make money, and how businesses grow, and how the people within them grow. And so, I moved into the business space, where the two main areas that you can focus in human psychology, I believe, are sales and marketing. And so, it, it was going to be either one of those two. I love people. I love working with people. So, sales it was. And uh, yeah, and then it sort of it just came from there. That's that's where we've we've come to be to sit here talking to you today. Absolutely, and I love the value bomb there of you know there's no point researching and learning and being fascinating with things unless you share that knowledge. And I think like right off the bat, that's a huge value bomb because I know that a lot of us can get caught up with learning things and being you know not taking the step into implementing or doing, uh, yes. taking action. So. You know, thank you for sharing that amazing piece of or insight right there, right up. 
Ah, it's a pleasure. So, I'd love you to share with us all. I know that you're into sales, but tell us more about what's your business and who do you serve right now? Absolutely, yes. So, the business is the tonal persuasion method for sales, tonal as in tonality, T-O-N-A-L. And so, the tonal persuasion method for sales was developed because I noticed there was a gap in the market where a lot of sales trainers, and they're very good at it, they're fantastic at it, they talk a lot about what to say. And that's fantastic. It's Of course, it's needed. People need to know what to say in a sales conversation, but it's also a very saturated market. There's a lot out there of it, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Mm. And so, I noticed that not many, if any, were talking about how to say it in a way that delivers certainty to the buyer and helps the business owner. This is who I help is a lot of business owners, a lot of solo business owners running their own business. I like to say that there's a lot of there's a lot going on in business. You got the finance, you got the admin, you got the sales, you got the marketing. But I feel as though any part of though that that you don't like when you're making sales, it becomes a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun. Mm. So I love working with the business owners, and I love letting them know that you can deliver certainty. A lot of the time, your buyers they're just looking to buy into the certainty that you can deliver to them. Mm. And so the tonal persuasion method for sales goes on to talk about six specific selling archetypes or six six tonal archetypes that people are selling with and that naturally gravitate towards to deliver their own form of certainty. And it also goes on to describe four non-selling archetypes that people are using every day, turning away buyers without even realizing it because lo and behold, they deliver uncertainty, which is unfortunate in the sales space. Mm. And people are often fascinated. You know, you know what it's like, Sam. People are fascinated to know about themselves. People are often fascinated to know about which archetype they fit into. And once they discover that, sales becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah, I can imagine that it would be super interesting. I've never heard of archetypes around tonality before. You know, I've done lots of work with archetypes and um, branding archetypes, but I have never heard about it in this uh, frame before. And I guess there's, you know, we were talking about this before, but with our words only being 7% of communication, I find this Mm -hmm. intriguing that this has never been touched on before or I've never heard about it before. That's right. Yeah. The tonality is five times more powerful than the words that you use, which which does. It makes it fascinating that it hasn't been touched on as much as until now. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, let's go back to when you first uh, started your business. So, the, the tonal persuasion method of, for sales, is this your first business? No, the f- first business was uh, – that was a lot of fun. I, I love first the laugh. Yeah, this is going to be yeah. great. <laughs> I'm guessing when you ask this question to your guests, you, you always get a bit of a giggle at the start. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the first uh, first business was I was still at university. I was 20 years old and I was doing general motivational coaching And then that started to move before I got into sales, that started to move into the sport mindset space. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was pretty cool. I, it was really weird though, Sam, from the youngest of ages, as I said to you, I was obsessed with psychology and I wanted to move into the psychology space, the sports psychology space. And then I started working with a few clients in the sporting space. They got great results. It was a lot of fun. And then I was like, Oh, is that it? Is this, is this sort of the biggest impact I could have? I think as a 20 year old, I probably didn't appreciate what I was doing or what the impact I could potentially add down the line would be. Mm-hmm. And so, that sort of just flailed out because, as you know, if you don't have a purpose with it, it sort of tends to just delete itself Yes, um, probably for the best of reasons. So, yes. that was that was where I first started, made a lot of mistakes, 
but I did have just a natural knack for running a business. I mean, at 20 years old to be earning good money in the business, I must have known something naturally. Mm-hmm. I may not have known what it was or I think I could look back on it now and tell you what I did, but I certainly didn't know what I was doing at the time, that's for sure. Mm. Okay, so you, you were in, in that space in your 20s. When did you, and and there may be a gap here, but when did you go into your sales training that you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So, that I went and uh, went and worked for a company where I sold uh, personal development programs. Absolutely loved the programs, loved learning sales. It was really cool because I was learning psychology from the programs I was selling as well as the, the psychology of sales when I was actually selling them. Mm-hmm. So that was um that was a sprint not a marathon that role I really you know I really burned the candle from both ends in a in a kind of a good way so it was 2 years doing that and really immersing myself in that and then overall I've been in the mentoring and coaching space for over 5 years now and so the sales is just is the is at the end of it that's this is where I'm at right now is probably I've been doing this for around about 2 years mm-hmm. and it's certainly been the most fascinating part of the journey so far yeah, so what I'd love to dive into is the the journey of putting yourself in business and what I'm finding intriguing in here and love to delve into because there's normally quite a few things that we have to personally work through to make that step mm-hmm. into business. And what I'd love to know is was it more challenging for you to go into your first business at 20 or did you have more personal challenges going into the current business that you're in now? Uh, I've got to, I got to say, I don't know that whether there was much of a difference. I, um, I think I acted very irrationally. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? As business owners, we're a little bit nuts. Oh, we're lots nuts. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And so the first time when I look back on what I did when I was 20, I look at it and go, you were insane. What were you thinking? (laughs) And now when I look back on the success that I've had in this business so far, looking back when I first started, Two years ago, basically, I um I quit my job and took off to San Francisco with my undies in my backpack and my laptop, and just started creating sales content. When I started this business, that was two years ago. I look back on that and go, "You were crazy. What were you thinking? Mm. You know, you, you left a steady job where you, where you worked with great people and you, and it was fine. Everything was fine. Why why did you stop? Fine. Well, I think as business owners, we're all probably nodding our heads right now going, mm-hmm. fine is not fine. Mm. So, it seems crazy from the outside, seems very irrational from the outside, seems ridiculous from the outside, which means it must be correct from the inside of the mind of the business owner. Yeah. And so, so that was it. I think both of them were extremely irrational decisions to make, both crazy to make, but I'd make them all again in a heartbeat. And I think what I took from that is that when we make those decisions, they're not necessarily... And actually, most of the time, they're not at all logical um, and they're more coming <laughs> yeah. from the heart, even though as business coaches would say, you know, you need to make sure that you're thinking about this, this and this. But really, it's the the decisions that we make from the heart and decide to go and explore that are the ones that actually keep us satisfied, I, I would say. Well said. And I think, yeah, it's a, it is a nice mix of both the emotion and the logic. However, those crazy decisions are often far more emotional. Yeah. And they're a lot, they can be a lot more fun because of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because it's part of the journey, right? You know, there's, there's lots of things that we learn along the way. There's all those, those things that don't go right or, you know, the, the fail, fails that we have. They're mm. all part of the learning to take us to where we need to be or, you know, to make different decisions along the way. 
Definitely, definitely. So you're in San Francisco with your undies mm. in a backpack. Yeah. And I'm yeah, glad, yeah. as a mum, I'm very glad that you took the undies. And, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you decided to start this new business. What did you have to work through to get, you know, come back to Australia and to put your, your, your sign in the sand, I guess, and say, you know, I'm Darcy and this is what I'm doing? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I had to overcome, Sam, was because the tonal persuasion method is so different from what's out there, I was wrestling with, well, is this different for the sake of being different or is it different and it's different because no one's done it yet because it just simply won't work. Mm. So, it was like I had to, I had that wrestle between the emotion within me, what did I want to do? What did I want to add value to the world through? And the logic of, yeah, but if you search it on Google, nothing comes up. Mm. So, it was this big decision I need to make was like, well, is this a good decision or is it something that my passion will get me through? Because I, I don't believe at the end of the day, Sam, that if you're passionate enough, you'll find a way. I simply don't believe that. Mm-hmm. If you're passionate about being I'm, – I'm passionate about NBA basketball, mm-hmm. absolutely obsessed, but I'm never going to be Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. You, you need to find a good balance between both. And I think the biggest challenge I had to overcome was realizing that that is a challenge I need to overcome, but I'm not going to know the answer to whether I've overcome it in around about two years from now. And by then it might be too late. I might be poor and even further away from my dream of being Michael Jordan as I was right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that you touched on that, that both because it's something that I was very aware of when my children were growing up. And, and oh, there's such a gray line there, right? It's I would say to my children, you know, you apply yourself and you can be anything you want. Then there's this other part of me that went, well, actually, you can't be anything you want. I wanted to be a ballerina and it didn't matter how many dance classes I went to, I was never going to be a professional ballerina. I just wasn't good enough and physically it just, I just don't have the right body for it. Doesn't yes. mean that I don't love it and I, I had a very successful dance studio for 18 years, but you, it's a very grey line because, you know, you don't want to stop yourself from, from what you can do and the opportunities that are available. But, you know, to be anything you want, you're absolutely right. And I don't think a lot of people touch on that. Yes. Yeah. I think the dream is sold to a lot of people, Sam. Yes. I think it's a a moneymaker to tell you that you can be and do anything that you want. Yes. And I think that I'm very passionate about that in being that like, hey, come on, make a rational decision with this because that – that believing that is going to bring you far more unresourceful challenges than you can probably handle and you'll end up knocking yourself down and knocking your confidence because of it and that'll take you away from the things that you can do that are unbelievably great yes all because you can and that you are geared towards doing it yes there needs to be there needs to be some rationality with that whole passion conversation yes but still at the same time rising up and whenever you choose to be the best that that is. And sometimes that does mean that you're doing things that are out of the scope of what you believe. So, that's, that's where the fine line comes because, you know, you don't want to hold yourself back from what you're, what you're capable of. And, you know, I, what I was hearing in part of your story and, and it reminded me of the story of the, the two shoe salesmen that were sent off by their, their bosses into Africa. And one of the shoe salesmen rang his boss and said, you know, there's no scope for business here because none of the kids are wearing shoes. And the other shoe salesman rang his boss and went, oh, my goodness, you should see there's so much potential here. No one's wearing shoes. (laughs) So, you know, there's got to be some sort of perspective there as well and being open to seeing the opportunities. Absolutely. And it really is, as we said, about finding the balance between the two. 
Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, how important has it been for you to build your personal brand around the business that you're doing now? Great question. It's been everything uh, in building the in building the business to this point. The name Darcy J. Smythe is linked with Tonal Persuasion Method for sales as much as vice versa. So, I think building a brand, a personal brand, has been huge because at the end of the day. You've, you've got your name, you've got your reputation, and you can use that to leverage yourself into many other areas of business that you wouldn't be able to reach if people didn't know who you were. Mm. And so, building a personal brand has been massive. And the main thing that I have done to build my personal brand, something I'm very proud of, is I've just, from the minute I started in business, I knew that I had to make it all about other people. It had to be about others, others, others. Everything you create, you create within mind, how is this going to help others? Not how is this a, is this a project for me, for my own thing? Mm-hmm. Do that outside of business. Absolutely go for it. Mm-hmm. But in business, strictly isolated business, it's not about you. Mm. You said a word there that I'd like to, to circle back to because I, I don't recall and I say, if, if anyone has said this, I apologize, but I don't recall anyone saying the word, but your personal brand is your reputation. And I love that because it's the, that's exactly what it is. People know what, who you are, what it is you stand for, your values, what's important to you. And that's what helps them come to be part of your tribe and how they come to do business with you. Because if they don't align with you, then they're not even going to wind up in your world in the first place. Yep. 100%. So, there's a ton of working parts to building a personal brand and like you said, it's your reputation and I also believe it's a great way to being more influential and getting our message to more people so that we can serve on a greater scale. Mm -hmm. But if you were to choose three things which had the greatest impact in the growth of your brand, what would they be? Yeah. Okay. So, the first one is definitely what what I spoke about just then, which is making it all about others. And I, I, I love that you've given me another chance to talk about it because I don't think it can be stressed enough. Mm. The idea that business is about you will only ever lead you to number one, if you've got a successful business, you won't be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And number two, if you feel as though you're, you're, you're doing okay and that you're taken care of, well, your business will start to, will, will start to die off or will, it will fail. In the growth area, it'll just start to fail. It, things will start to things will start to not click. Things will start to get out of line. Everything will just start to before you know it, just start to drop away. Because if you're taken care of, if the main thing is that you are taken care of. Then you will never feel the need to give to others. You know, I want to find a way to explain this. You'll never find a way to give to others that ensures that they're also taken care of as well. If the Mm -hmm. main thing is how do I get taken care of, how do I get, 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 you'll never give because you'll always believe that you don't have enough and therefore you'll never have anything to give. Mm. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. You can't give from an empty cup. That's it. That's exactly it. Yes. And so, that's that's number one. It's all about others. In business, isolated strictly, when you are a business owner, it's not about you. Mm Mm-hmm. The second thing is understanding that people are going to love you and for every person that loves you, there'll be someone that hates you (laughs) and that's completely okay. In fact, it's really good for business. It's good to have people that don't agree with you because that means that people will agree with you. I mean, it's a 
terrible. I hate that we can use this example now, but we just saw what happened in America with Donald Trump. Mm. And, you know, the guy has rose to presidency somehow. Actually, I don't know somehow. I know exactly how. There were just as many people saying how bad he was that fueled the flames of people going how good he was. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And so, it it can work in the people that we don't love. It can work in people that we do love. But for every person that doesn't like you, there will be someone that, that likes you a lot. And so, those are the people you want to focus on. You just want to keep focusing on who wants to receive your value and who you love adding the value to. Mm. And everyone else will go find their own person that they want to follow or be followed by their own crowd. It's completely normal. It's completely okay. I just think that a lot of people, when they start out in business, feel as though they need to serve everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a business acquaintance of mine the other day and I said, no one in this world has ever gotten to serve every single person on the planet. And the only person that's got ever gotten close is Mark Zuckerberg and not even he, he's not even close, mm. you know, when you really look at the statistics of it. So, I think that realizing that you will have your tribe as a personal brand and you'll add value to who you want to add value to and that's fantastic and that's the way it should be. Absolutely. And the people, by trying to please everyone, your message becomes very vanilla and you end up pleasing less people anyway. Although, and I'd love to, I know that we've still got a third tip here, but I'd love to go into this one a little bit deeper. Yeah. By sort of put drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is what I believe in. I think that the hardest thing about that is being okay to the judgment mm-hmm. because as humans, we want to be loved and accepted. So when that, that judgment or that hate comes, that's the time that we get a bit wobbly. Would yes. you agree? What's yes. What's a tip that you could give someone? around that, about sort of, you know, being really, really firm in what they believe in and and being okay with saying that? I'll take a different slight on it. I'd love you to. Uh, Yeah. I I believe the best tip I have here is your understanding that you are going to be wavered by it. Mm -hmm. As as a person that, that takes their first shot when someone has a go at them, no one yet has been able to just water off a duck's back the first time it ever happens. Yep. So, I believe that the process, it's not, it's not a matter of just knowing how to ignore it or knowing how to just get around it or get over it right there on the spot and keep going. Understand that you will be impacted by it, mm-hmm. but one day you won't be. And I think that you need to go through the trials of being impacted by it for the first however long it is. Maybe it's 90 days, a year, two years. Maybe that's how long it knocks you. And just understand that being knocked by it is part of the process. The main thing you need to keep in mind is realizing that it's you don't let it stop you now. Be knocked by it, but don't let it stop you. And then eventually, you won't be knocked by it and it won't stop you. In fact, it will spur you on. I'd like to offer my congratulations to you for having things that don't impact or knock you because let me tell you, vulnerable moment, 24 years in business and I still get knocked by it. However, yeah. I do agree with you that you don't let it stop you anymore. Nice. So, so for me personally, I am not able to let it go like a, a water off a duck's back. The difference is now instead of it letting me stop me and hiding under the doona for, you know, what was a week, then a few days, then one day. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. it's like I don't need the doona moment. I can keep working, but it, it still does knock me. And isn't that just the, like you've nailed that, Sam? Isn't it just the case in many things in business where you realize that these things aren't going away 
and you never arrive at a pic- at a particular point where you're like that that now officially hand in the you know sword in the sand that now officially doesn't knock me I'm yes. all good now yes. it never really arrives you just get better at moving the hell on yeah yeah I love yeah. that I'm so glad we we deep dived into that thank you yeah. for allowing me to do that <laughs> awesome so what would the third tip be for growing your personal brand yeah absolutely third tip is uh, I, I'm a big fan of it personally. Um, This doesn't work for everyone, but for the person that hears this, that it does resonate with, this is the person I'm speaking to. I hope it reaches around about 98%, but there's some people that just it won't resonate with. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. And it's create content. Yes. Be, Be a content marketer, meaning add value to make it all about them, add value to your buyers first before you ever ask for anything back or believe that you should receive anything back. Always create content, 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 document your journey, take lessons from every single interaction that you have in business, write about it, create a video about it, put content out there first and give first and you will always find that it comes back in droves and as a personal brand, the best way that people know how to know how to love you is through your content and the value that you add to their day on a daily basis. Yeah. And I really liked that you gave us different ways to create that contact then. Um, And I wanted to touch that you said document the journey because I just saw just this week, um, 2017, the, the biggest growing segment in YouTube for this year, for 2017, is going to be lifestyle vloggers. Wow. So, you know, documenting the journey is going to be really important this year. People want to get to know us, feel like they're, they're part of our journey. It's kind of a little bit spooky and creepy and all exciting at the same yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that, that people's stories are what people want to buy into more than anything else. And if that story is also powerful in that it adds valuable content and valuable knowledge as well through weave throughout any story. And this is a story, you know, this is telling your story in a 15-second video to Facebook. This doesn't have to be writing, you know, writing a book or anything major like that. This is this is just telling your story as it happens. People want to buy into that. Absolutely. Mm. Now, Darcy, you have just written a book, Some Things Never Change, A Successful Grandfather and His Entrepreneurial Grandson Discuss What It Takes to Thrive in the First Two Years of Business, which is a massive mouthful and I got it out. But (laughs) how exciting. Tell us more about how the book came about and how you got to sit down with your grandfather and what sounds like an absolutely life-changing moment for yourself and now to be able to share it with the world. It was amazing. Thank you. Uh, So, my grandfather is, uh, to this day, is the man that I know is, I'm just like quotation marks with my fingers here, even though you can't see it, um, the best man I know in business, meaning he's had the most success. Uh, He seems very content, very certain in life. He just, he knew what to do. He had a knack for it. And I think that from a young age, I must have been picking up unconsciously a lot of his business, uh, perhaps, uh, strategies or concepts or beliefs without probably realizing it from a young age. I was very, very heavily impacted by the way he saw the world and still am. He's still alive today. And so, I said to him, I sat, sat him down one day and said, Pa, I want to ask you about uh, wealth creation, wealth generation. This was the first conversation I had with him because mm-hmm. the business was starting to turn over money and I needed to start learning how to make those, have those money, have children and everything like this. And so, 
I said, Pa, I want to learn about wealth generation. And he said, and I was expecting him at this stage to say, finally, you know, the question for, for 25 years I've been asked, waiting for you to ask me this question. Finally, I get to give you all the secrets. Finally, I get to give you everything I've wanted. Finally, a grandchild of mine has asked me the question I've wanted to hear. Yeah. And he didn't at all. Instead, he said, now, why on earth would you want any more wealth? And it sort of shocked me a bit. And the answer to that question is what is laid out in the pages. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I, now, and of course, that was so well done because now I want, I'm just like, okay, I've got to know. I want to go read that yeah, book. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Very so well basically, done. yeah. The, <laughs> thank you. The, the chapters ahead. Yeah. Sales guy. Yeah. So, uh, so the chapters, the chapters ahead essentially outline, I believe it's uh, 10 or 12. I can't remember. I'm, I'm looking at the proof copy right now, holding my hands, but 10 to 12 uh, lessons that Pa had and, and still has obviously that he wanted to pass on. And then my uh, spin on those and my perspective of those as a business owner in the modern world with his lessons that he's looked back on and, and wanted to pass on. So, it's pretty cool stuff. That is super cool. And you must be so blessed and honored to have been able to get that story. You know, we were talking about stories before, but to get those stories before something did happen because I know that many people have regrets about not asking their grandparents you know, more about their life and, and then realizing that the stories are, are gone. Yep, that's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Darcy, thank you so much for sharing all the value bombs that you shared with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you, Sam. I've enjoyed it. Oh, what is the best way for my listeners to stay connected with you? And also, you know, I know your book's launching mid to late February how do yes. we follow that journey and get ourselves a copy of that book? Yeah, thank you. So, I suppose the best way to uh, – I, I love to connect with people on a very personal level. So, probably um, Facebook is one of the better ways to connect. The Facebook page is Tonal Persuasion Method for Sales, Darcy J. Smythe. There's also the website, which is tonalpersuasionmethod.com. And then the book URL itself, as I said, that's being uh, that's being pre – be a pre-order pretty soon uh, and it's due to be released around mid to late Feb and that's tonalpersuasionmethod.com slash some dash things dash never dash change dash book. Some things never change book with hyphens in between all the words. Okay, so there's a ton of things to remember there so I will be sure to make sure that's – I will be sure to put that in the show <laughs> notes, chipping over my own tongue. I've done a few interviews in a row. Uh, Love it. It's been an absolute pleasure today, Darcy. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate it. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of The Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.